Welcome to part two, episode two of Navigating the Universe. So it's um, been a couple of really beautiful days here. Um, out getting our work done and the beautiful sun, getting that good old vitamin D3 and all the other wonderful nutrients from the sun. It's energizing to work outside, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know, that's you know, that's another reason I chose to landscape. I've landscaped uh, quite a few years ago, and um, both me and Zach really love the outdoors and, and, you know, being in the wind, the sun, the rain, uh, being uh, amongst the kingdoms of the grasses and the minerals and trees, you know, it just feels so good to be outside. Um, we've both experienced indoor jobs, and uh, my previous experience of being a pilot and a flight instructor also, you know, being up Mother Nature and, and sometimes actually being up in the air when I'd rather be in the ground was not a good feeling. But, <laughs> but still, you know, being around, traveling and enjoying beautiful Mother Earth is always, um, you know, really lovely. So I appreciate that. Yeah, um, it's amazing too flying over everything just a completely different perspective especially when you're in control there yeah really it's um even just to get up for what I, what's called a discovery flight I, I recommend that for anybody it's um a half hour flight and um you know you sit you you're, you're there with the instructor and flying straight and level and actually to fly a plane straight and level is actually quite easy um because you're in an environment of flowing air and currents and up and down drafts and you're dealing with mother nature on a heightened level so you really have to uh, coordinate and be in harmony with her to you know land take off and navigate her environment uh, that much more with uh, a greater sense of awareness for her and respect for her for sure she's very powerful Definitely. And it's one of those things like we talk about elevating our consciousness on this program and it's definitely something that you need to be completely focused in and dialed in on. Like I remember an example just from my life. I was climbing like a 200 foot tree and this was in my adulthood. And uh, I just wanted to see the perspective from up there and I just kept going. The branches were perfect and easy to climb, but higher and higher I was thinking I need to be exactly precise on each one of these because one slip and I will die so um, it's (laughs) one of those things that you need your mind muscle connection to be perfectly on point and that's really what brings us in the present moment the most and it's really a spiritual experience when we have to do a physical or a, uh, a flight type situation and just be so zoned in on what we're doing uh, it's it's a very spiritual experience yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, you know, it's like those, um, you know, the fellows climbing or doing, you know, rock climbing, climbing uh, cliffs and and yes. um, climbing the frozen waterfalls and, mm-hmm. you know, amazing, 
walking across guide wires between buildings, just amazing, you know, what an experience. Totally. Yeah, there's uh, some interesting people out there for sure, some daredevils that do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my friend, uh, what uh, what do you have in mind? What would you like to talk about and share with the people? Well, I figured we could continue this as part two uh, on the questions on life and spirituality that we had started earlier this evening before I messed up the technical stuff uh, online here. But I would like to resume by uh, asking you um, a question on something that you had touched on in part one when you started talking about the chakras and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I know you outlined that they do have a definite positive benefits to our lives, but um, I wanted you to maybe explain why chakra systems as well as um, maybe certain religions are a very good stepping stone in your spiritual journey, but maybe they're not the final goal and um, just maybe explain how those can transition into even higher levels of consciousness. Right. Um, Really a really good statement, really good question that you bring up for sure. Um, and again, I just want everybody to know that, you know, my journey is my journey and the things I share may not be what's, what's in somebody else's journey. It's, it's all about what's the best for you and what feels right for your path. So um, this is my path I'm sharing and, and what I've learned um, in this journey and in the, remem- in the remembrance of being here and getting more integrated with my greater being and, and the aspects of me that that have always been uh, in this universe in harmony with the universal creator. And I'm talking about before being incarnated into this life expression, this physical expression I'm into right now. I, I do have a remembrance of before being born here, um, but not in the way we look at remembering life in, in this reality and in, in this time of remembering what happened yesterday or the day before it's, it's, it's kind of hard to put into words but it's just it's more of a knowingness and a feeling and also some visions attached to it that that provide me with an understanding that life is quite a bit different than, than it is here in this reality so um, with that being said um, yeah for sure you know on the awakening process you know years ago I, I um used to get my chakras rebalanced or uh, re-energized or was um, in that new age environment, um, you know, curious about the penile gland and and hear about the kundalini and all that stuff. And um, um, I never really did travel that route. Um, I actually worked with a, a gentleman who is quite incredible with uh, working with energies and um, understanding um, the energies of the planet and universe and, and incredible what this gentleman would do. Um, incredible. It's just only what I can say. He, if you is would have George? an ailment or, or sorry, is that George? Uh, that's Wayne, a guy named, by the name of Wayne. And Wayne, right. But sorry. He would, Go ahead. No worries. Um, he would have the ability to, you know, if you had a sore shoulder touch you there and instantly the pain was gone. And, um, yeah. Amazing. So 
he does a lot of things and um out of out of uh, respect for him and privacy for him i i don't really want to talk about what he does do um unless i have permission from him which um i, I feel at this time I, I shouldn't so but um yeah very incredible man and um so i learned a lot with him being with him for a few years for sure i worked with him um some might be getting off topic but yeah so i mean yeah the new age environment definitely um got the chakras rebalanced and you know um i found when that when that happened to me i was very very tired after very very um um low on energy it felt like i could go to sleep um and i kind of left that experience with with a little bit of confusion not really feeling like i i felt better but i felt actually more drained um and then i i just never really you know focused on that area or or the rest of it or the pineal gland Wayne actually told me that the pineal gland activation was not in my journey and i had so much respect for the man so do I, I i i thought okay well you know this guy is pretty good at what he does so um you know maybe that's not my journey and i feel pretty good with the journey i'm on so i uh just kept going that way and then um you know i ran to other people and i heard uh i remember coming across an article where um information about existing beyond chakras and that um you really don't need to have them to to live life and i know some people can't really imagine that but um moving along further i had a uh a session with a um a psychic and um and he told me that i didn't have many chakras um the foundational ones like the uh the root chakra and and uh the next couple up from there were were just not really existent in me uh more of the higher ones um so yeah so i you know i didn't really do much about that i i did you know try wearing red socks or try to be grounded and stuff uh, as the root chakra is red it was most be the right thing to do um yeah so anyways just getting back I, I found this article about you know saying that we don't really need the chakra system and that we exist in our hearts they call it the star essence the star soul essence um what i call now the heart soul essence and um you know i just thought well you know i know i've never had the full set of chakras uh, since being born so um i went through a protest with the beings that that uh created the chakra system and um and placed it upon myself and in love and gratitude I said you know I I really at this time wish to not be involved with the chakra system and you know I'm grateful for the experience of having this system but in my journey forward from here I do not want it in, with me so in love and gratitude um I dissolve these energy systems and and um I thank you for the wisdom that I gathered from having this experience. So I closed off that experience and um and uh, removed the chakras from myself and what I found for me now is is an incredible calmness and incredible centeredness and and more of an ability for me to really read information out of energy out of energetic signatures that are prevalent in, in in every location on mother earth and every um uh, universal form of life here on mother earth like the tree kingdoms um the air kingdoms um you know as far as the beings that actually live in the atmosphere 
in the different multidimensional levels. And um, yeah, I'm just, you know, a lot freer, a lot more expansive with, with my abilities. So, um, yeah, and, you know, take it for what it's worth, you know, uh, like you said, you know, definitely the new age environment is the stepping stone, in my opinion, to your organic isness. Um, and if that's your journey to go there, um, and this is where I have been going and, and have been going into uh, the unity of myself with um, with all life of of this universe and um, in a state of gratitude and love and, and joy for everything. And um, yeah, so that's, I hope that answers uh, uh, the question that you had. It definitely does. Thank you very much for sharing all that. Like, um, and thank you for the disclaimers as well. Like, it's definitely a matter of what resonates the most within us. And we need to be conscious of our own energy and what's working for us and what's not working for us. And open to trying different things when we identify that something isn't working for us. Um, so that's great that you did that. And I mean, I encourage anyone who maybe notices that something in their spiritual practice isn't working, or maybe they're not agreeing with something uh, if you're religious at church, or if you're not quite feeling the energetic connection through a certain type of meditation or through the chakra systems, um, to try something else. But um, it definitely, if it does work for you, if any of those things are working for you, I encourage you to continue on and... Um, you might do the same spiritual practices for the rest of this incarnation on this world, or you might evolve into different ones when you're ready. Um, and I just encourage you to do what feels best in your heart. And I just wanted to briefly um, also speak towards the stepping stone of religion, just because I've lived that in my personal life. Um, just a little background on myself. I was baptized Greek Orthodox, which is a form of Christianity, and I was raised that way. I went to, well, similar to that way, I went to a Catholic school because my mom was baptized Catholic and um, prayed as a kid and just did what I was told, essentially say these prayers and um, go to church sometimes. My family didn't go to church that often, mainly just on Easter, Christmas and stuff, and um, I had somewhat of a connection to source energy, which is our creator, or another word for it in religion is God. Um, but it was always a matter of this being or this entity being external from you. And um, They did mention the Holy Spirit being inside of you, but not as grandiose as the God entity, which um, I've come to realize for my personal self is a little bit disempowering. I realized that later on. But anyways, uh, as I grew up in high school and started learning about science and my friends stopped believing in God and stuff, and I just really started to see how much the church was controlling people and uh, kind of judging every move and you have to fit in with this exact standard. You can't be gay or you can't have sex before marriage and just a lot of things that didn't resonate with me at all. Um, I ended up turning away from any faith whatsoever and uh, it was honestly an empty feeling just feeling like we're a speck of dust in the vastness of space here and 
Yeah, it's just very empty and lonely feeling like we are very insignificant and everything is just random chance and just whatever science uh, indicates. I'm not saying that all scientists believe that, but um, they definitely, from the vast majority that I've seen and met, imply that. Um, and later on, I was reintroduced to uh, Christianity through my girlfriend because she didn't want to be with someone who wasn't spiritual, and uh, she was still a Christian at the time. So I thought, if I want to be with this girl, and I really loved her um, at the time, and I still do, and I always will, um, I was like, I need to give it a, another shot at least. I need to at least be open. And I set my ego aside, and I used the Christianity religion as a stepping stone. But this time I was going in with an approach of, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt and hold on to the truths that resonate within my heart. And I'm going to let go of everything, of all the baggage that turned me away from this the first time. And I think that's really valuable. Um, no matter what it is that you're learning about spiritually, like in order to feel fulfilled, we need to have a spiritual connection. Like we're three part beings where uh, we have a mind, body, and a soul. And when you neglect the soul, you're essentially one third of your being is, absent and in order to reconnect with that you need to reconnect with source and have some sort of spiritual practice in your life and that's why i was feeling unfulfilled and empty when i was an atheist i was missing that spiritual aspect of my being and so when i was reintroduced to it through the church it felt great like when we went to church and we would maybe sing as a group um just everyone's energy is connecting there's definitely things that I still disagreed with. And eventually, as we grew more spiritually, we stopped attending church because we realized that we could connect with Source um, in any environment, not just at a church on Sunday and stuff like that. Um, plus, I was just introduced to a plethora of new information that um, really gave me a wholesome understanding of the universe and not just within the limited uh, spectrum of uh, believing one prophet and that you need to accept this prophet in order to have a, a happy afterlife in heaven. So anyway, that's a long story of saying um, just to use whatever spiritual resources or environment that is around you t as a stepping stone to propel you forward in connecting to um, your higher self, which is uh, the creator of this universe. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, very well said. Um, um, really good, really good uh, journey there. Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You know, it, you know, I agree. It's, um, uh, you know, we, uh, instead of condemning others for doing something that you feel is not right for you, it's, it's um, it's really important to understand everybody's journey with respect and honor toward what they're doing, and and even though if I've been where they are, and for me, I knew I had to transcend that experience. It may not be in their journey to transcend it. It may be their ultimate goal, or it may be something different, a different branch off of that. So I can never be in judgment of, you know somebody else is churning what they're doing. You know, it, it's all about what feels the best and what feel, brings in joy to them. 
and that's so true. And, and and yeah, and then whatever opens up for them, you know, if there's something that opens up that points them in my direction or points me in their direction or something like that, then there's something to be gained from us coming together. And so it's um, yeah, I mean, you know, in times past, I probably you know we all have been a lot more judgmental and um, you know, where I'd be a little bit more hard edged towards things that I understand as being not in my best interest to, to help me. But again, for somebody else's interest, it, it can be in their best interest to help them. So it's definitely a delicate balance um, always and everything must be, um, respected, honored, um, with every, with everybody's journey, with every being's journey. For sure. And I think you responded very spiritually there. Like that really underscored your true spiritual essence because you don't respond with that judgment anymore. And you, you encourage people to be on their own path. And, um, I think when we're coming from a judgmental state, that's coming from our ego, which is the opposite of our spirit. Um, the ego is definitely useful in certain ways. It's helped us survive and reach this point, but now it's time to grow spiritually so that we can thrive, not just survive. And I think you're definitely embodying that, Michael. So that is awesome. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, and, you're um, welcome. And uh, yeah, I have you know, some more questions I, here. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Oh, Did you want to say point. something first? Yeah, I just want to uh, add a little bit more about the ego there, too. And, and yeah. you know, um, through everything in life, you know, we're, we're taught, you know, through programming and, you know, the television showing sitcoms and movies and what life's all about and so on. So we, we do get into a judgmental state with a lot of things. And, and really the ego, yes, there's, there's the ego that we have, which is, you know, a necessary interface for for you know, from, from the soul to the mind to navigate and interface with this reality. So there's the, the organic ego, but there's also the distorted ego that gets distorted through, you know, our awareness being, you could say, hijacked from the matrix system into the pain-based world. And out of that is created, you know, um, uh, judgment of others, um, competition with others and I'm, I'm not saying competition is a bad thing because i used to race motorbikes and play a lot of sports and you know hey yeah. i love to win or come in as you know do the best i can but i find it's more competition competition with myself you know and how good can i do how in, in a given moment for whatever i'm doing but um but there is that distortion of hey i'm better than you you know you're low you're you're nothing and all that kind of stuff and that is the distorted ego but there is the organic ego, which I mentioned is the necessary interface from heart soul essence, uh, which is your mind, you know, and consciousness that is part of this, this planet and this universe. So it's just um, making sure we come back to the organic states of our being, which is where all the beauty and peace is. Exactly. Very well said, my friend. Yeah, it's very interesting how... uh, You're welcome. It's very interesting how um, this is essentially like a video game in the sense that our souls are the... uh, the, 
players holding the controllers and then we are actually the players in the game. Um, and the interface, I guess, uh, which is the ego and our physical bodies and our brains. Um, that's essentially just like the programming that uh, a video game console has. So it's very interesting, all the resemblances um, between our, artifal, our, our uh, artificial intelligence or our technology and real life. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just moving on a little bit with the questions here. I have another one for you. Um, I'm just curious, what does yoga mean to you? Oh, um, it's you know, I really love yoga. Um, first of all, it creates great flexibility in the physical body. Um, you know, as, I mean, we do live in a very toxic environment, you know, um, there's a lot of pollution in the air, the water, the food we eat. So we have to really be mindful and, and smart and, and navigate that whole, all those aspects and, and get the best out of those, of those things that we need to, to survive, you know, to our best ability. So uh, yoga is, is a necessary part of that as far as developing great flexibility. And it also actually removes um, energy blocks within the energetic fields of your of your energetic body. So, you know, like when you, when acupuncture, when they place the needles upon your, your body, that's helping energetic meridians of, of energy flow properly. And so that the channels are unblocked. And when the energy of the energetic, energetic body flows properly, then the physical body heals and becomes healthier. So yoga does the same kind of thing. It realigns those energetic meridians and gets energy flowing and removes distorted energy blocks so you know you feel good uh, you, you get better flexibility and myself I, I have no problem sweating either so I'm cleansing my skin and removing toxins out of that uh, organ of my body so yeah I really love it yeah what a great experience that is for your well-being like uh, I mean I'm someone who was up until really this year mainly valuing uh, building my physical strength. And while I still try and build on that, I'm definitely seeing there's huge value in uh, flexibility. And uh, I mean, I don't have a daily practice of yoga by any means. I've only done it a few times, but I've definitely been trying to get into more stretching. And uh, even the Qigong that uh, you've showed me um, definitely helps with that as well. Um, if you'd like to comment on that too. Yeah, sure. Uh, Qigong is very similar to Tai Chi. It's just that Qigong is basically done in, in on one spot. Um, there is, there is movement with it. Um, yeah. Um, and to, to the onlooker, it may look like there's not much going on, but yeah, for example, we can do an exercise called wave hands where you're standing straight. Um, and basically just moving your arms up in front of your body with your palms facing down you know, towards eye level and then in the next healing breath as you go back toward the earth. And as simple as that sounds, um, what, I, what I understand with it and, and what I 
make sense of with it is that you're slowing yourself down so much and we're, we're always in such a hurry to operate in this life that we just don't slow ourselves down and so qigong forces you to be in slow motion and when you do that and you visualize energy coming through the soles of your feet and through the palms of your hand as you inhale and as you exhale then you exhale the breath and energy out of those same areas and sending it to Mother Earth as you exhale and bring back up and so on. So you create these circular patterns. It's, it's amazing what develops as you do it daily. And I've, I've been doing Qigong for a few years for sure. And I remember when I was taking martial arts and talking to my master instructor in the first kind of Qigong that I learned. And, and I told him it, it feels like I've been polished and that I'm clean again. And, you know, it's just something that really needs to be experienced, but I, I highly recommend it. It, it, it really clears up uh, any distortions within your energetic field, and it gets the energy meridians flowing again properly, just like acupuncture and yoga. And it's very, very gentle. Like if, if you have a hard time doing yoga, maybe, you know, injuries, etc. Qigong is very gentle. Uh, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, incredible stretching. Um, it, the breathing is very gentle and it's really good for as I mentioned healing the energetic body which in turn heals the physical body so yeah I highly recommend it that's awesome yeah thank you for sharing that and I, I like the gentle aspect of it where it's not so challenging it's more uh, connecting with everything it sounds like yeah it's, it, I love doing it. I do it once a day and, you know, to a group of nine exercises, it takes about uh, 40 to 45 minutes. And, and even if you're feeling good and you decide to do Qigong, you actually feel better than how you felt good. So to, to know that you can feel better than you feel sometimes is something we don't think we can. But, yeah, in every moment, we can actually feel better than we do right now. Mm. Completely true. Yeah, and it seems like both of those practices are all about getting within the flow of life. And um, my girlfriend, Laura, and I have definitely been mindful of trying to do that more often, just trust in ourselves more than anything and in the universe and other people as a collective. Um, because that just really allows you to be in the flow, like trust results in being more in the flow of life and more synchronicities and um, just things coming to you easily. And uh, we always say flow out, flow in. So when we spend money, we don't think, oh, crap, I just lost 20 bucks. We think, oh, yeah, flow out into the world and into the universe and into the economy. And like every cycle, it will flow in in other ways and other avenues. So just very good to get yourself in that mindset so you're getting out of that fear programming that we've all been conditioned to in this world and uh, yeah just trusting that the flow will come back um, there was a synchronicity that I'll just mention uh, yesterday I actually had a couple so the first one was uh, so two days ago I was reading a book on the afterlife on actually a neurosurgeon by the name of Eben Alexander, 
and he's written some amazing books. He quit neuroscience. He used to be a brain surgeon. Um, and he quit that because he sees more value. Uh, even though he was saving so many lives, he quit that so he could um, help people awaken. And he sees that as a greater work because he went through a near-death experience. And anyways, within the book, um, it was just talking about how a man lost his wife and every time he went through her stuff, there would be a monarch butterfly that would fly in the house or that would be waiting for him outside the house right when he was done. And when he went to spread his wife's ashes, there was a monarch butterfly again by his side. And anytime he's going to visit her um, in the area that he spread the ashes, the monarch butterfly was there as well. So it's just amazing. It's like, um, the universe or the energies and the entities that still exist forever, eternally in other dimensions, send you signs like that in the form of um, 3D uh, physical things that we can see here. So that's really fascinating. And yesterday like, was the first day at work, because we work outside, that I had seen butterflies all year. And there was like 50 yellow butterflies. I don't know if you remember this yesterday, Michael, but um, it was amazing. And yeah, it's just cool how you'll read something and then immediately after you'll see signs about it. And uh, later in the day yesterday, I was going for a run and we have some tennis courts by our house here. And we uh, don't know the code to get in to play tennis, but I was thinking, man, I wish I knew the code to get in there because I think we should have access to it. We're residents of this community and no one ever told us the code and it doesn't say it anywhere. And uh, as soon as I stopped thinking that, someone from the inside yelled to someone outside of the tennis court, oh yeah, the code is 1515. It was like literally right on cue. So it's just really <laughs> cool when you're, <laughs> when you're in uh, the right vibration and when you're in that open um space how the universe will give you what you ask what you're asking for like asking you shall receive mm. yeah the synchronicity thing is uh very cool um mm -hmm. there's been times where sorry go ahead time for you know just like in the last week where you said a word and and i heard that word in my in my mind before you said it yeah, it's so cool. That's a uh, psychic ability kicking in there. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, you know, and that kind of uh, thing is happening more and more and more, you know, with the awakening and with the uh, the, the shift of energies uh, universally. And, um, you know, every day and every moment, um, we're all that much more awake. And, and um, you know, the more we focus on the awakening aspects of ourselves, we're finding that we have these tools that are awakening within that we can use to help ourselves navigate, you know, our lives better. You know, I'm using, I use my intuition quite a bit um, and very simple, you know, these exercises anybody can do. You can, you know, in the morning, get up and go for a walk. You know, if you go for a walk and when I lived in this small house out in the country, I'd walk down the driveway and I could either go left or right. And I would, just tune in and well which way feels like the proper way or the best way to go oh today it feels like i should go left so i would do that 
And I've, I've done that for quite a few years and always practiced, you know, which way should I drive today? You know, oh, I guess it's a longer way to my destination, but there's a reason for that. It's going to line up synchronicities that are necessary for later in that day or for the next day or, you know, it's changing outcomes in, that are coming up for me down the road that are important. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, you never know what's waiting for you on your path, hey? Mm-hmm. But uh, so, definitely following yeah, your heart is the way to uh, to attracting and uh, rendezvousing with the things that you're meant to be with. Like, just because it seems like a longer road doesn't mean it's the wrong road. The longer road might be the actual right road in the long run because uh, it will lead you to certain people that will propel you to even greater areas in life that you than you were before than what if you would have t- mm. taken the shortcut yeah you know it's you know we're taught to be logical and be efficient and do you know the easiest things possible as far as you know from the mind you know in this world but um you know the heart is actually the master brain um, the biological brain is is the the part that takes the information from the heart and navigates this reality to help you know make sense of the information from the heart so that mm-hmm. intuition that comes in you know hey i feel that i should go left and then all the brain says well let's turn the body to the left and um yeah that's definitely um that's something i've been developing over the years and and have always used and and um you know it's getting stronger within me and I'm stronger with a lot of other people who do that too. Um, there's something else I was going to share, but I kind of forget now. Mm. Well, let me know if you do think of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, just briefly, I'll mention how I completely agree. Like the brain is the processing center for this physical reality. So we get the knowledge and the intuition and everything through our heart centers, which is connected directly to our higher self or soul or spirit, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the brain then processes that information and controls the body. So we're connected. It's all mind, body, soul uh, operating as one system. It's really magical. Like uh, we always say, Michael and I and my girlfriend, Laura, and I, that uh, reality is crazier than any science fiction movie there is because it's really fascinating and it's honestly a passion of mine in the future to uh, maybe make some videos or movies based on what this reality really is because it would be more magnificent I think than any current science fiction movie that exists Um, and science fiction isn't even fiction it's uh, it's honestly all based on reality in some form because this is um, a limitless universe and there are so many other dimensions and multiverses and you name it and we all know the size of just the seeable universe but there is so many more layers than we can even fathom in this physical reality so it's just fascinating yeah and you know, all that information is actually in our heart, you know, from all the journeys that we've had within this universe, you know, the past lifetimes here and other worlds, other star systems, other galaxies, 
Um, and also the fact that we're in this fractalization process and, and the human being is it's a fractal of the universe. We have all the information of, of all beings journeying within us. So, you know, the incredible power that we can access through our heart and the heart, which is connected to the whole universe, is, is, is just beyond understanding. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, must be getting late because uh, I'm kind of losing my train of thought after I <laughs> it's been a long day for sure uh, we've been up early for work but um, yeah I just wanted to uh, transition that maybe into maybe one final question or last few final questions here um, what would you say is the process of ascending from 3D to 5D? Um, you, you know, um, um, I don't know everything. That's for sure. I'm I'm just like well, everybody else here, trying 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 to make sense of of everything and trying to stay in that balance and 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 um, just looking for the beauty and everything, which which you know the beauty does exist in everything. So I think you know, like for me and just my personal journey, um, the more I can be at peace with everything and peace with myself and 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 be really in a state of gratitude for everything that's around me uh, and. You know, because from a higher level, I wanted this experience. I wanted to be here. I wanted to understand it. I wanted to gather the information and wisdom from it. I wanted to grow from it and, and, and you know, just learn and, and come back to that state of being, like I said, that is very peaceful and, and really understand that, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm the creator of the experiences that I see outside of me. You know, if I, if I'm in a state of pain or fear about things out in the world, well, I'm putting that energy into that and I'm only going to see the lack or the fear in that situation. But that situation also has a positive side or a positive spin to it. Um, everything that's in this universe has a contrasting expression. There's always beauty in everything. So, but I realize if I'm not in a state of beauty or joy or, or love in my heart, then I'm not going to see that outside of myself either. So when I'm in that state of love and peace, I, I will see that outside of myself in the situations that come to me, as I know they, might, they are meant to come to me for me to learn from them. So um, it's, um, you know, it's a growing process. For me, it's a growing process for everybody. And the reason you and me put this blog talk show together is because we want to share our experiences and, um, you know, attract other people and beings to come on to this program and, and share theirs. And, you know, I'll grow from there with them. They'll go from mine and yours. And, and um, together we'll all help each other you know, find or stay in that peace and, and um, in that peace and of the environment of the heart comes all that wisdom and understanding and divinity of who we are. 
and um, the magnificent universe of this beautiful being that the universal creator is. Very well said, my friend. Um, yeah, like I love what you said about love and gratitude because that's exactly how we're going to transcend this limited 3D reality where we reside right now. And from my understanding, every single one of us glimpses of 4D and 5D. So like 5D is essentially the non-physical state that uh, human beings have the potential of evolving into where it's a higher state of bliss. It's a higher state of love. There's less of the negative emotions like fear or worry or lack or um, anger or sadness. And there's obviously it's not perfect yet in 5D either because we're always going to be evolving and leveling up and expanding, but um, disagreements other than going to war and killing each other um, will be just on a very elevated, um, matured, yet still playful state, and our interactions with one another will be much more loving, and like you said, um, we'll have a higher sense of appreciation for everything, and uh, yeah, just feel much more in unity with the universe rather than disconnected, which I know um, is the programming here on Earth right now. And uh, some powers on Earth, not all, but some powers are trying to keep us down and keep us separated. But that's not going to last very long, especially with everyone awakening at such a fast rate these days. So like you said, um, the way that we can help ourselves attain that higher level at least from my understanding is um yeah definitely living in that sense of love and peace and gratitude yes yeah yes well said my friend um yeah it's uh, it's always um you know it's always a learning experience every day it's a, a new day and a, and a new learning experience and also you know, I'm aware of uh, the loop that we can create. You know, we go to the same job every day. We um, maybe have the same lunch. Um, um, we we see we see the same coworkers, um, and we actually create the same thing every day. So, you know, I, I I encourage everybody to do something different within that day to, you know, to jar that loop to, you know, to create something different if you want something different in your life because. Um, you know, we are creator beings and, and we do create from habitual patterns, creating it sometimes we know what we don't want to have in our life, but we keep doing it anyways. So, um, you know, just, you know, be more aware of of your being, of your beingness, be more aware of your awareness here of, of what you're doing in life. And, and um, you know, if you want something to change, then actually make a change within that. And... Um, things will change. The universe will reflect the, the change that you make. Yeah, very well said. I think that's a great reminder for people because it's very easy to be uh, stuck in that rut of repetitiveness and uh, just monotony that life sometimes has, especially when you have to work a job and stuff like that. And um, what I've learned is we should always be following our highest passion in any given moment. And if someone says, well, my highest passion is playing music, but I can't do that at work right now. Well, what's your highest passion 
work? Are you passionate about doing this part of your work or this part? And which one you're most passionate about should be the thing that you're doing the most or that um, you're focusing on the most because that's what brings you most alive. And in any environment, giving, given the options we have, even if they're limited in that environment, we should be choosing the thing that brings us most alive because that's what life's about. And as you continue to choose uh, maybe this thing and this thing, and it builds momentum around um, choosing what your heart and your soul really wants to do, and that just attracts more of that back from the universe to you. So you get a positive uh, law or law of attraction working in your favor. Um, so, yeah, thanks for commenting, commenting on that, Michael. Oh, you too. Thank you for uh, for everything you shared today, Zach. Um, it's uh, always helps me um, when you ask questions and, and we talk. Um, I find out things about myself that I, I wasn't aware of, and, and I step that much closer into knowing me better. So, you know, thank you for that too, for sure. Um, we've just got 30 seconds left. Any final words? Um. Not much other than I agree with that. Um, not only do I learn a lot more about myself, but I also learn more about you um, and what works for you and um, just your wisdom. You have a ton to offer, and I'm very grateful for all of it. So I look forward to uh, sharing that with everyone together. Yeah, thanks, Zach, and uh, good night to everybody, and thanks for being on the show.